Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Paul Sergio Show. Hope everyone's enjoying their weekend and practicing social distancing during this pandemic with the uh, COVID and uh, COVID nineteen pandemic going on in the in the world. Uh, again, we uh, we have a show for you today. Today we will have a special guest, Marsha Szymanski from uh, New Hope. She is the executive director there. Uh, we're going to be talking about. Um, kind of the survivors of domestic uh, violence and sexual assault and how this pandemic uh, is affecting them. Uh, we're going to go on to uh, discussing New Hope, the services they offer. Uh, they are still open in uh, uh, offering services to the community. And also, April is uh, Sexual Assault Awareness Month. So we're going to be talking about the New Hope uh, campaign going on. Uh, so for starters, um, uh, Marsha, thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you, Paolo, for having me on the radio. Happy to be here, remotely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so we're, uh, you know, it's interesting. We we've been practicing social distancing here. Uh, you know, even uh, you know, WACS has been broadcasting kind of our city council meetings through mm-hmm. uh, Zoom and whatnot. So uh, I tell you, it's it's a bit different, but it's pretty amazing how technology makes it all possible that we're able to do it. That is for sure. We were just saying the other day, I was talking to someone who said, imagine if this happened like 20 years ago. I mean, because we luckily have the technology to uh, continue in many respects to continue to work. So it's it's a whole new world, though, that's for sure. Yeah, you know, it's just nothing like this has ever happened. And I mean, you know, I talk to more and more people and they that's what they keep reiterating. It's, it's just... Uh, it's nuts, you know, the things that are how we're living, but it's, uh, you know, we're managing, uh, at least, you know, it's unfortunate that a lot of people are, you know, out of work and kind of the unemployment's crazy right now. Um, but at any rate, uh, did you want to start with maybe telling us about New Hope, the services you offer, and then we can uh, transition into kind of how uh, this pandemic is affecting the survivors? Sure. So for those who may not know, New Hope has been around for 40 years. We started out in Attleboro, and we serve survivors of domestic and sexual abuse. So our services include a 24-7 hotline. We have two domestic violence shelters. We provide counseling and advocacy in a number of formats. Uh, We have housing advocates. We have court advocates. We have advocates in police stations. Uh, we do medical advocacy at Sturdy Hospital and Morton Hospital in Taunton. We have a full education and outreach team that works with community groups and schools. We work with um, people who perpetrate violence. We have a 40-week cycle educational group that we run in a number of cities and towns. And then in the Worcester area, we have a supervised visitation center so that non-custodial um, parents can visit and learn to uh, develop nurturing relationships with their children. So that's a little bit of what we do. Um, this, these times have been extremely um, trying for survivors. As many of you probably know, uh, people who perpetrate domestic violence often use things such as isolation to uh, maintain their power and control over their uh, victims. And of course, Currently, we're living in a situation where we're all isolating. So what's happening is that many people who are struggling with the effects of domestic violence have lost some of the in-person supports that they may have, such as, uh, well, one 
uh, staff at New Hope, but also some of their faith communities, their schools, so other service organizations, medical folks, um, just friends and families and neighbors, because uh, with the uh, guidelines from the governor, we're all really sort of isolating ourselves. So first, it just exacerbates the isolation, and then basically you're isolated with your abuser. So that creates um, even more concern for us at New Hope in terms of that people uh, are seeing increased levels of domestic violence. Children who might normally be at school are also witnessing increased levels of domestic violence. And we have heard from a number of police, including the Attleboro police, that calls, domestic violence calls, are increasing quite a bit. So we're really concerned. One of the messages we'd love to get out today, and we appreciate being on the radio, is to let folks know that while our office is closed in Attleboro, we are working remotely, so we're still open for business. Our hotline is still being staffed by a person. It's not an answering machine. And that number is 1-800-323-4673, which spells out HOPE, H-O-P-E. So we still have the hotline operating. Our counselors and advocates are all working remotely, so they have the ability to either do telephone counseling and support, or we have a HIPAA-compliant um uh, chat function, a video chat function that we can do with folks, and we can connect them up with that if they call our hotline. And as of Monday, we're going to have a web chatting feature so that we can um, chat with folks over the web. And again, this is also a very secure setting. It's all encrypted. So we're really making sure that these particular venues are all safe and secure for people who may want to reach out to us. But we do encourage people to please reach out. We also know that because people have lost jobs, because so many people, as you mentioned, Paulo, so many people have lost jobs, we know that that just creates additional stress for a family, and particularly if a victim is living with an abuser who may have lost their job, or maybe our, our client, maybe the victim has lost their job. So it just creates even more stress, as you can imagine, with people who are now trying to deal with uh, financial situations that are really, um, you know, that they haven't dealt with in the past. Also, just worrying about themselves and their families about are they going to get this virus and are they going to be sick. And one of the things we know that abusers will often do is they may withhold things from um, the person they're trying to control, such as um, insurance information, or maybe they're going to withhold hand sanitizers or disinfectants. Um, you know, they may, uh, because of the isolation direction we've gotten, they may uh, try to restrict a survivor's access to children or family members. So it's a really, really difficult situation. Um, and so we're really, really worried about people who are living in, uh, in situations where they're um, experiencing domestic violence. Absolutely. And, and New Hope... Um is still offers, offering all their services, correct? There's not... Um... We, we are offering all of our services. Right now, we're not able... If a sexual assault victim goes to Sturdy or Morton, we're not really able to go into the hospital right now. The hospitals are severely limiting, you know, what who can come and go. 
but we can do some phone support with a survivor while they're in the emergency room. So, again, the hospitals are directed to still call our hotline and connect the uh, person who's in the emergency room to connect them to our advocate over the telephone. And we are able to support them that way, make sure they get all of the information they need, make sure they know what their legal rights are. So um, it's not ideal, obviously, but it's what we can do at the moment. So, um, you know, that's a little bit different. It's also been harder. The court system has been... uh, Really, it's been a lot harder. I mean, we're, our advocates are also not allowed to go into the courts right now. And I know it's really difficult that some people may, um, well, someone may want to file a restraining order and they're not able to do so, you know, because they're, again, isolated with their abuser. But if they are looking to um, file a restraining order or a protection order, it may be really harder. It's a little bit harder for them to actually access this. They have to go to the courts. They're given a form to complete. And then the clerks should be, again, connecting folks who come for a protection order to our advocates. They have our advocates' uh, cell numbers, and they're able to connect them. But then the conferences are usually held either video or via the telephone. And so it's not ideal, but I guess it's what we have to do during this time. But uh, So as much as we can, we are trying to provide remote services that pretty, that as best as possible mimic in-person services. Absolutely. It, it, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, it's just, it's truly amazing that you guys are still able to offer um a service, whether it be remote or, you know what I mean, limiting, you know, how the hospitals are still limiting kind of that in-person mm-hmm. contact, but at least you're still offering uh, that counseling remotely. So I, I feel like uh, uh, the services are still being offered at 100%, just, uh, you know, we're just adjusting, to, you know, um, during this time, that's all. Right. And, um, you know, initially when this first started a couple of weeks ago, the calls to the hotline were down, which is not surprising because if someone is basically at home every day, 24-7 with their abuser. They may not have the ability to reach out and call us. Um, However, we are noticing now that the calls are starting to come back in a little more. We are getting the calls. The call level seems to be um, moving back to where it was before, so it's a good sign that people are beginning to reach out, that they know we're still here, we're still looking to support them. The other thing I want to just say is that we are able to support folks if they do uh, find that they're uh, having some financial difficulties. We are um, we do have some food gift cards that we can give to survivors, and they should definitely reach out to us. Um, we have we do have some funding if people do need to relocate that we might be able to help them with some of that. So again, if there are any survivors out there that are looking for some financial assistance, again, I would urge them to call our hotline, again, 1-800-323-4673, and we hopefully will be able to support them in whatever way we can. I think one of the challenges is that, you know, we do a lot of safety planning when people call into the hotline, and it's a lot harder to safety plan when you're 24-7 with the person who's, you know, exercising such power and control over you. So, you know, it creates, um, you have to be a little more creative in how you help people maintain some level of safety. So it's, 
again, it, it certainly has been challenging for us, um, and even more so for for the survivors who are who are dealing with these, uh, you know, physical, mental, psychological abuse when they're living in in these close quarters with their abusers. So. Absolutely. Folks, we are uh, just uh, talking with uh, Marsha Szymanski, who is the executive director at uh, New Hope. We're going to take a quick break, and when we, get, when we come back, we're going to discuss a little bit more about um, April being Sexual Assault Awareness Month and um, some of the uh, campaigns that New Hope is working on. So stick around. We'll be right back after these messages. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Paul Sargero Show. Uh, like I said before we took our break, we are talking with uh, the executive director uh, at New Hope, Amarsha Szymanski, discussing uh, New Hope services, uh, this pandemic, how it's affecting uh, survivors of domestic violence and sexual assault. Uh, but before we took our break, I mentioned that uh, April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. Uh, so, Marsha, could you tell us a little bit about um what New Hope is doing uh, for the month of April in terms of kind of sexual assault awareness? Sure, absolutely. So as most people have been dealing with um, trying to reorganize events, we also have had to reorganize a little, um, many of our events for sexual assault awareness month. So under the current situation, we are pretty much just going to have a social media awareness campaign, and we hope people will uh, check us out on social media. We're posting a lot on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and what we're trying to focus on in this time of COVID-19 and the additional stress I think we're all feeling is we're going to be posting every Monday something around mindfulness, something to help people stay focused and present and try not to get so caught up in the future, the what if, and how long is this going to go on, but really just focusing on, um, you know, what is going on for you at the moment, how you're feeling, trying to practice some mindfulness. Then on Wednesdays, we're going to try to have some virtual conversations about sexual assault, specifically how we support those who experience sexual assault, what factors contribute to sexual assault, and what we can do to help change a culture, a rape culture that really glamorizes way too often um, sexual assault. And so we hope people will uh, tune in on Wednesdays and try to engage in some of these virtual conversations. We'd love to get a great dynamic conversation going. And then on Friday, we're going to be talking about self-care. It's really important for people to take some time to practice self-care, to do something for themselves. That's really, I know particularly for women, we're often socialized to take care of everyone else, and we feel guilty if we want to practice self-care. But it's really important to do something for yourself because if you're not taking care of yourself, it's pretty hard to do something for someone else. So we're asking people to maybe uh, post some things they're doing, challenge some friends about what they're doing for self-care, and at the end of the month, we're going to collect all these ideas and we'll um, ask people to vote on the top two of their choice in terms of uh, self-care. So be thinking about some things that uh, people can do for self-care. So those are the things we're going to be doing every week, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So we hope people will check us out on, um, again, Instagram, Twitter, or 
Facebook, and it's uh, new-hope.org. So look for us, share, uh, respond, give us some ideas, thoughts. We'd love to hear from everyone out there um, in terms of what people are doing and thinking and how they're just coping with this uh, whole situation. Absolutely. You know, you know, it's interesting. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and maybe, you know, people who aren't involved in kind of mental health or uh, practice it or, you know, study it or whatever, might not realize kind of the impact that uh, this pandemic has caused. I mean, we look at working from home. Yes, you know, it's great. You can still earn an income. But at the same time, you know, I was talking to a buddy of mine, and we we're talking about how when you're working from home, you're in, you're at home all day. Um, you know, it's raining outside. You kind of have like that depressed feeling in you. And, uh, you know, so uh, what I wanted to mention, too, to the public was, you know, I was on the um, the CDC.gov uh, website. And for those that don't know, it's, mm-hmm. the, it's the Centers uh, for Disease and Control Prevention. And they give a lot of tips out there, too, for dealing with mental health. But I think one of the biggest ones that I found and um, that I was talking to this friend of mine is literally taking a break from the news once in a while. Oh, absolutely. You know, because I do believe that. I think we can consume too much news. Um, And, you know, I I get to the point sometimes I go, okay, I have to shut it off. You know, because you you tend to get annoyed after when you keep hearing all the the bad things or the worries that are going on. So um, if anyone is... um, kind of have some issues with mental health, you know, just take Mm -hmm. a quick Google search of, you know, coping with mental health during, um, you know, COVID-19. There's tons of great advice out there um, as well. So it's, uh, it's a, you know, it's just the other day we were talking, you know, I was talking to my buddy, I go, how do you enjoy working from home? And he had, he had that feeling. He said, he goes, you know, I like it, but sometimes, you know, uh, you get a little sad, you know, if it's raining and you're just locked in. And so that's kind of how, you know, uh, one thing that I think helps a lot too, if people are able to do is FaceTime, uh, with your friends like, or, or video chat, you know, cause you can still, mm-hmm. you know, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and she was saying, um, you know, she still video chats her friends and they just kind of talk. It, it, Absolutely. It, it makes the it. The other thing, the other thing is that, um, I am so amazed. A couple of things. One, the resiliency of people and how many good things people are doing. When you look and you see, you know, AAIC and some, you know, the Attleboro Area Interface Collaborative and people stepping up to provide meals or just, you know, leaving messages on the sidewalk or, you know, shopping for an elderly couple. There are a lot of really amazing things that are happening as a result of this. So I think it's important to hold on to that, you know. And certainly a lot of people have reached out to New Hope. We've had a lot of folks offer support uh, just put out there that if anyone wants to, um, the thing that's probably the most helpful is gift cards, just to be able to give gift cards, you know, food gift cards to people who need them, who may have lost their jobs, or, you know, card, gift cards for uh, toiletries or things they may need at a drugstore or medication that maybe isn't covered by an insurance plan. So, um, you know, but there are some really hopeful signs of, of people who are just doing some amazing things. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's uh, today uh, at the YMCA parking lot, they had like a drive through um, food pantry donation going on. Mm-hmm. They were collecting foods and kind of, 
uh, non-perishable items. So that was great. I mean, it, it's amazing to see in situations like these kind of er everyone coming together. And I hope it's still, I uh, hope we carry that mentality afterwards. Um, now, if someone's interested in donating some items to New Hope during this time, mm -hmm. uh, how can they do so? I think the best thing to do is just call our business line during work, you know, working hours, and that number is uh, 226, oh, well, 508-226-4015. We do have someone answering that remotely uh, because our office is closed, so it's not, um, it's not going to be helpful if someone just comes to the office because they're going to find the door locked. So if someone wants to make a donation and they call the business line, we can figure out a way logistically to make that happen. But again, as I said, probably the easiest thing is gift cards because if people come with food items, then we have to clean them all, make sure wipe everything down, disinfect everything. And as you know, sometimes it's hard to get those disinfected uh, supplies. However, I will say if people do have disinfectant supplies and additional uh, supply that they think they're not going to use and they're willing to donate them to New Hope, that would be fabulous. So, Absolutely. Marsha, I want to thank you again for coming in today. And um, is there anything you'd like to remind our folks? And, of course, if you could uh, give us our, the hot, a hotline uh, phone number again for maybe anyone uh, listening. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for having me first, Paula. I always love to come on the show and be able to get some messages out to the Attleboro community. I guess the main message is just to let people know we are still open, we are still providing services, and anyone that's struggling with domestic or sexual assault, or if you know someone who's struggling and you're not sure what to do, particularly in this time of COVID-19, please call our hotline. We are here for, for the community, and that number is 1-800-323-4673. Uh, and again, thank you, Paolo, for having me on. I appreciate it. Oh, no worries at all. I will also share um, any items that uh, New Hope is on uh, social media so our folks, our listeners, can also see um, it there as well. Uh, Marsha, thank you so much again. And, uh, you know, stay healthy and stay safe during this uh, kind of pandemic going on. And then hopefully we can, uh, within a month or, or so, maybe have another little update. Okay, great. Thanks. And you stay safe as well. Alrighty, thank you. All right. Bye. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Again, that was Marcia Szymanski, the executive director at New Hope. Uh, I'm going to give you guys a few quick uh, little um, mental health updates or uh, tips to kind of cope with uh, this time. Uh, again, it's from the CDC.gov if anyone's interested. Uh, take care of your body. Okay. Try to eat healthy, well-balanced meals, exercise regularly, and get plenty of sleep. Avoid alcohol, tobacco, and other drugs. All right. Uh, another few tips they give you is connecting with others, like we just talked about during our interview. Uh, share your concerns on how you are feeling with a friend or family member. Maintain healthy relationships and build a strong support system. Uh, that can you can do that remotely. Pick up a phone, call someone, FaceTime somebody, uh, video chat them online. There's so many options out there now, um, especially on social media. If you have Messenger, you're able to do a video chat there as well and kind of make a little thing out of it. Have a few people on the same video chat with you and kind of just hang out. Have a little uh, video chat uh, hangout session, if you will. Uh, a big one that we talked about here is just taking breaks uh, from, from everything. You know, Make sure you take time to unwind and remind yourself that uh, the strong feelings will fade, okay? Try taking deep breaths. Try to do activities that you really enjoy. And uh, probably the one of the most important ones 
they list here that I think is crucial is avoid too much exposure to the news. Okay, take a break from watching it, from reading it to listening it. Um, It can be upsetting to hear about uh, the crisis and seeing images repeatedly over and over, hearing the same stories over and over can put a toll on someone. So if there's one thing I want you guys to leave with is uh, take a break from everything once in a while, you know, take a break from um, the news and, and, you know, Relax a little bit. Take time to take a deep breath and enjoy uh, the small things. And I mean, for me, I've been taking up a lot of reading lately. So I have either it's audio books or I'm reading uh, regular books as well. We kind of were posting things online too, uh, readings for people. You know, if you're interested, um, you know, there's different things that we're doing, uh, whether it be uh, reading poems or a paragraph and sharing it on social media from your favorite authors or po- or poets. Uh, again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. I am going to be heading out here uh, shortly. Again, that was Marsha Szymanski from New Hope. Uh, you, again, you can always follow them on social media. I will share uh, the tips that we discussed today as well as... Um, uh, New Hope's contact information and the hotline phone numbers for those of you uh, that may have missed it. So, again, thank you so much, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to wrap everything up. So thank you, and have a uh, safe and healthy weekend. Little bonus power for my friends out there. We have the ending of the Apollo show. And coming up is my show. Oscar the Cat rocks. Thank you, Mr. Bamberg. But I'll be back. It'll be time to rock and roll!